Well met, fellow adventurers. We are we are playing as Sir Crokington right now. And we are in the city of Patquar. We have explored the city. We have explored the sea cliffs near the city. We have explored under the city. We've explored a tower next to the city. Now to do the formal adventures. I'm going to start with a lonely stretch of road. This is by VWK, who is a very mysterious person whose identity only two people know. And those being the GM and VWK himself him or her or it's or them or or we or us or self <laughs> it's an oakham stones mask style adventure and if you scroll down and you just search oaken stone you'll find a list of all those in the, the titles because i've got a lot of podcast episodes so, <laughs> everything that's happened, pretty much, there's a podcast episode about it. Only you stand between the fleeing caravan passages and certain death. Let us start this adventure. Late afternoon, on a well-travelled road several miles south of Patquar, the very edge of the wintry northern wild. Shouting over your shoulder, Commanding the west of the terror are caravan, caravan passages to flee along the world. You boldly square yourself with the bounding forest troll. The hulking, grey-skinned brute. One of three that burst from the foliage at the ed, edge of the world to attack the wagon train. Snarls viciously as it lopes towards you. Its savage bellows echoing through the frozen, barren trees. Alright, I've got a lot of options here. I could use archery, telekinesis, conjuration, illusion, gazing, or elementalism. Or I could just stab it. Stab it with my stabby stick. Hmm. I could, I could just repeatedly crook without saving so you can see all the options. But, nah. If you want to see all the options, you're going to have to do that yourself. Okay. I'm going to use Conjuration because you don't really get that many opportunities to use Conjuration. So whenever it turns up, I take it. Yes, and I probably... And I, all my powers are a lot lower level than they could be. So, after this, I'll probably just have to take a few moments to just level everything up. Remembering to level up fortification and restoration at the Grey Circle. Unless I don't. Right. Conjuration. Succeeded. 4xp to Conjuration. You channel your power of Conjuration and watch as a heavy log suddenly forms directly in the path of the Bounding Troll. No time to react to the newfound obstacle. The troll stumbles over and is sent sprawling to the frozen ground. As the creature attempts to regain its feet, you rush forward and attack, determined to finish off the creature, fearsome brute, 
while you retain the upper hand. All right, stab, stab in the eyes, right through to the brain. Ah, begin combat. Swipes you through. Oh, oh, I could have, I could have equipped the troll bond. Okay, if I see another troll, the troll bond is no oh, wait. I don't have the troll bond yet, do I? Pity. All right. Slain, do I have the troll bond yet? No, I do not have the troll bond yet because Sir Crocuson hasn't done done proving grounds four. Where at the end you get the troll bond, which is a pity. Those trolls were way overdue a bonding. Twenty one XP. A glottal snarl to your left reveals the location of the second troll. You spin in the direction of the terrifying sound and find the stalking beast moving out from behind the nearest wagon. His claws still dripping with blood of the slain horse. Oh no, the poor horses! They go to the, they go to the big meadow, <laughs> or wherever it is the horses go. With grim determination, you plant your feet and prepare to engage yet another deadly denizens of these frozen wilds. It's a forest troll. All right, just gotta stab it. Swipes through his deadly claws. I stab with my deadly knife. Savage blow for nine damage. That's to me, and it is slain. Another 21 XP. As the second troll slumps lifelessly to the ground, the largest of the three creatures, a truly horrifying specimen of savage malevolence, stomps into view, stretches wide its fang-filled jaws, and unleashes a deafening bellow that leaves your ears winging and your pulse pounding with a loud grunt. The troll lumps towards you, snarling viciously. Determined to defend the fleeing caravan passengers, you bravely hold your ground. Your defiant gaze frozen on the massive troll now swiftly bearing down on you. This is a massive forest troll. The other trolls were really big, but this troll is massive which admittedly just means more of it for me to jump on begin combat the only option is slaying because that tends to be what it comes down to when you start fighting trolls massive troll swipes at you i stab at it and push, a sudden surge of a sudden surge of energy overtakes you and you lay in a barrage of impossibly swift blows upon your enemy. And then I stab it one more time. For 69 and then 39 damage. Just drilling straight into its skull. And anyway, it is dead. It has been overstabbed. It has no blood left and all its brains are splattered everywhere. Or something like that. You have slain your foe. 22 XP. Splattered with the blood of the slain troll, you step back from its oozing carcass and inhale sharply several times as you attempt to steady your breathing. Suddenly, a terrified cry rings out from behind the nearby wagons to your left. Not precisely the same moment, a fourth troll stalks out of the forest to your right and immediately begins loping after fleeing caravan passengers. A second 
cry from somewhere behind the wagons, weak as you is, and you hurriedly determine a course of action. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, I've got two things, and there's only one me. Um, do I do what? Do I do, do? I don't know. Who do I save? Uh, uh, but I, I'll save the one I know are in imminent danger. Okay, pursue the chuck troll chasing after the fleeing passengers. Realise that you can't allow the troll to reach the fleeing passengers. You bolt along the road after the creature, determined to overtake him and thwart his cruel designs. Picking a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility, 20 from body, 10 from spirit. Gotta get 75 or more, or it will get to them first. And that's not a good thing at all. Pick now. 144, success. Spring, spring, spring. You're nearly out of breath when you last overtake the bounding forest troll. Bunk! On its head now. The fearsome menace spins around, but it just keeps spinning. Just keeps spinning and spinning. Because I move when it moves. And you can... Spins around as you close him behind and swipes it with his deadly claws when it tries to. But he doesn't know where I am, narrowly missing your head. And its head as well. Struggling to fend off the effects of your exertion, you valiantly engage the troll. Determined to keep this creature from reaching the fleeing passages, it's another forest troll. Swipes it with his deadly claws. Your enemy deals you a savage blow for 14 damage. Okay, it is now slain. Twenty-one XP. You step back from the bloodied carcass of the slain troll, and quickly glance in both directions along the road. To the north, a good distance away, the fleeing caravan passages of reverse course are making their way back towards you, as the beleaguered group numbering just shy of a dozen joins up with you. You st- they each stare back in shock and disbelief at the remains of the troll. One man, a grey-haired merchant with whom you had enjoyed a lively today debate earlier today aboard your coach, steps over to you and, saying nothing, initiates a shoulder cross. Well, well, can it's more of a shoulder. Uh, well, it's different. But we 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 figured out how to do it while we were talking earlier. You meet him in a respectful gesture before turning and leading your fellow passengers back to the scene of the attack. Within the hour, just as daylight has begun to wane, the sound of hoofbeats from the south fills the air. You relieve to find the horses, those shod feet, are pounding out the heavy beat belonging to the regiment of Titian soldiers bound for the near, nearby seaport. Speaking with you and inspecting the scene of the attack, Half of the two, two dozen soldiers prepare to wide ahead to the city, where they will fetch horses capable of drawing the wagons to the gates. The rest remain with the wagons and their passengers, their presence doing much to raise the spirit of the fearful, bewildered lot. Now certain that you, that your fellow passengers will reach Pakura, you silently slip off and begin making your way north along the road, eager to reach Pakura. Bring to a close would have been a long and arduous trek. Within the hour, 
frigid dust settles over the North Broadlands. As frigid dust settles over the North Broadlands, you find yourself moving through the streets of Pakwar, heading to the various pieces of business that lured you to the heavily fortified seaport. As you see to your ever shortening litany of errands, your thoughts continue to return to the troll attacks on the caravan. The notion of creatures like forest trolls encroaching so boldly upon the civilised world, scant leagues from a mighty fortress city like Pakwar, serves to give you pause and cause you to consider whether or not there are places truly safe from the lurking perils of a vast and largely wild world. Well, anywhere near me, really, is safe from the lurking powers of a vast and largely wild world. As the chill begins to deepen with the waning dusk, you do your best to put the afternoon's events out of mind as you turn your focus to finding suitable lodging. Following the blissful aroma of blueing paleo, you turn into the broad lane that once onto a small quadrangle near the heart of the city. Allowing your nose to lead the way, you slip through the darkening streets, moving with haste and purpose. Among the dwindling few, still about as dark as falls. And that ends this adventure, with 256 experience to general, and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Now, there was more in this adventure, but, well, you'll just have to play it yourself and see. Well, there's all those options of how to handle the first 12, for example. Anyway, game is saved. What else is going on? Stompers Day Out. This is a new adventure has been unlocked. That's just how Swift works. You think you think you double, but then more adventures turn up. His keeper is Stompers Day Out. It's another open stone mask adventure by VWK. His keeper is dead, and he's on the loose. Let's start this adventure. I can do it normal or scout. I'll do it normal. I usually go for normal. And so begins Stompers Day Out. The street trembles underfoot. Stomper is coming back. Weary from me already, twice fled from the giant stone construct. You struggle to catch your breath while brazenly taking up a defensive stance in the middle of the broad, normally thronged thoroughfare. The lane is deserted. The terrified citizens of the seaport, including its guards, cower in alleys and doorways. Their fearful gazes searching along the length of the street for any sign of the creature that had most recently flattened an entire stable. Defiant, you stand alone between the, between the escaped, rampaging creation of the slain sorcerer and the untold death of may mayhem the stone Benamoff who was surely weak if he's allowed to continue his violent escapade. The sharp echo of splintering wood carries along the street, instantly drawing your gaze to the end of the lane. There, storming out of the thickening wall of thick grey dusk, his massive granite fists clutching the jagged timbers of a wagon he dust smashed, is a stone construct affectionately known as Stomper. With a thundering bellow, Stomper starts towards you. 
his every footfall sending tremors shooting along the entire length of the road. You silently hold her ground, silently cursing Yipskin, the maid who brought Stomper to life, only to be subsequently squashed by his creation. As you prepare to engage the raging creature of stone, here we are. Begin combat against Stomper. Which, let's make sure I don't get stomped. Because I'm very capable of being stomped. Because Circle Kitchen is tiny. Fortunately, it's another 3+. plus. You've stabbed your enemy. Stomper swats at you with your stone fist. Well, no, why are you doing fists? You're Stomper. You're not Puncher. You are Stomper. Do more stomping. If you're called Stomper, you should stomp. More stomping, Stomper. I demand you stomp. I'm not like I'm not gonna kill you anyway, but still, swats you with stone fists, and I stab devastating blow. Okay, that must have been a stomp for twenty nine damage. I mean, maybe it was a stomp. Didn't say it's devastating, but I think a stomp from a giant stone construct that would be devastating. Yes, okay. Devastating blows are the stomps. I'm saying that. All right. Impossibly swift blow. That's the the special of the shimmering silver weapons, but not very damaging that time. Another devastating blow on me for 25, 7. And then and 25. Two in a row for that. Devastating blow for 21 damage. Okay, and slain. So that's it. It is slain. We can all relax now. The towering stone construct collapsed into a heap of rub, trembling rubble in the middle of the street. She pulled back from the creature's remains. It was suddenly startled by a series of loud groans. Suddenly, a dazzling blue glow surrounds the pile of shattered rock. Drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance, you watch with growing dismay as a somewhat smaller, but no less fearsome version of Stomper rises out of the debris. With a savage bellow, the massive construct rushes at you and attacks. This is Stomper. He's a bit smaller, but he's still a Stomper. Alright, swats you with stone fists. I keep stabbing, couple of devastating... Ooh, another devastating blow for 36 damage! Okay, I'm going to have to heal after this. Nearly, it's nearly down. Oh, devastating blow for 29 damage and slain. As before. Oh, well, I can't heal after it because it does give me the time. As before, a bright blue glow suddenly envelops Stomper's remains. Realising what was about to occur, he maintained a defensive stance as the fearsome construct again rises. With its enraged bellows echoing along the street, Stomper rushes forward and attacks. In combat with Stomper. Stomper swats at you with his stone fists. Okay. No specials this time, it looks like. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I jinxed it. A 26 damage special. Okay. Oh, and then the 35 damage special. And another 35 damage special. It's got an anti magic ore as well. It is slain. 
You hastily wipe away the sweat pouring down your brow and exhale sharply as you watch the all-too-familiar blue blue glow appear over the heap of rubble that was Stomper in the blink of an eye. The stone contact, somewhat smaller than before, again rises and attacks. Here we go, it's Stomper again. Okay. I'm, he I'm trying to heal myself. I the anti-magic field does affect my healing, but only sometimes. Alright, squat to the stone fists. Keep going, keep going, keep going. It is slain. Near to exhaustion. You struggle to regain your your breath as a faint blue glow envelops Stomper's shattered remains. Once more, the stone construct, now perhaps half his original size. How small is he going to get? Are we going to end up with a tiny little action figure sized Stomper just going around going, <laughs> let me just pick him up and put him in a jar. Now perhaps half his original size rises from the heap of debris and attacks. Movement slow, staggered and awkward. Well at least he doesn't get bigger and stronger with each with each defeat. Cause because of this way we'll end up with a city sized stomper. And that would be very silly indeed. And uh, really, really bad. Begin combat against Stomper. Stomper squats at you with his stone fists. Okay. Devastating blow, 17 damage. Is that less this time? Oh, no, well, 28 now. Devastating blow and... Slain. 200, 512 experience to general. You drop to one knee. Your stomper again collapses into a heap of rubble in the centre of the world. This time, however, much to profound relief, it appears the fearsome stone construct is at last gone forever. Or is it just biding its time to its next resurrection? Okay, now everybody, now take this rubble and uh, put some more rubble on top of it. Yeah. Wait, if we put more rubble on top of it, would that rubble just become part of Stomper? I don't know. I'm not a maker of crazy, crazy stone constructs. Instead, instead of a blue glow forming over his remains, only a few thin trails of grey smoke rise up from the pile of smashed down. I guess it just used up its magic source or something. Within just a few moments, the street that stood deserted during your battle with Stomper is filled with people. Many of those emerging from the from hiding wash up to the smouldering remains of the construct, while many more surround you, offering you their profound thanks and praise. As a contingent of city guardsmen arrive, you willingly mote into the crowd and start making your way back along the lane. Content to leave the clean-up to others. Because, well, I've got to wash off to the next... I've got to hurry off and wash off to the next group of people that need saving. Alright. 
In the days and months that follow your victory over Stomper, tales abound throughout Pakwar and across the kingdom at large about your heroic stand against the raging construct. It is soon discovered that Yipsum, the mage who, inve- who created Stomper to serve as a guardian of the seaport, the behest of the Council of Magistrates, has four similar constructs in storage in the city's northern sector. Thankfully, Ipsen's other four stone bars have not yet been brought to life and were summarily destroyed. Oh, mm, probably for the best, for the best. Centuries from now, the story of Stomper's Day Out remains one of the most enduring tales of the age, with you at the centre of the action, saving Patcor from the terrible wage and unearthly might of a would-be guardian gone rogue. Honestly, it seems that every time they try to have to make an army that isn't made out of people, uh, it goes horribly wrong and starts randomly killing people. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, that does seem to be what happens. Although, admittedly, that's what's happening here. Except that Except the randomly killing people is because we're telling them to. Not because they're going woke. Because, honestly, you never know. They might actually end up doing better that way. And that's the end of the adventure. With 1,024 experience to general. That's quite a bit. And 128 experience to all skills and powers. Hey, more of that stuff. More adventures. Here is the Tunnels of Peril. Now, that's a hefty adventure that I don't want to start. That's a hefty adventure that deserves its own episode now. I'm in Pakwar. Is there anything else in the northeast I could do? There's Foxfell Forest. An arrival interrupted. Oh, I guess I could do that. Hmm. I thought I thought I did both things in Foxfell Forest, but I guess I got. Unless, wait, wait, was this opened by? Was arrival interrupted unlocked by something I just did? Nah, nah. It looks like I just just me. I just reached an end with Foxfell Forest, and just didn't. And just didn't put it out. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense because then the two the two of them go with the theme of me helping ghosts. Well, let's just begin. An arrival interrupted in the thick Foxfell Forest. Start the adventure. For three days, you've combed the southern reaches of Foxfell Forest, attempting to find the ancient standing stone marked on the map, given to you by an odd old peddler you met in Hawklaw. So, save for several pieces of worn, thorn ravaged attire, a scraped elbow, and a rapidly wor- worsening dis- disposition, largely triple to two rainy, uncomfortable nights. Spent chasing sleep in the wild. You, you've little to show for your efforts. The sun begins to sink. 
third day of your singly ill-fated expedition, you at last decide you've had enough. But it pains you to give up on the endeavour. You can't hope but feel your efforts be put into more practical and profitable pursuits. With your mind made up, you begin heading south and west, skirting around the edge of the spawning bog, following a course that will take you to the southern border of forest, where a much welcomed rendezvous with civilization awaits. You suddenly announce your trek out of the forest, when you suddenly become aware of a strange, pulsing hum coming out from somewhere to the east, moving swiftly in the direction of the noise, doing your best to avoid the briars that reach out to snag at you seemingly every turn. You soon discover the source of the strange sound. Hovering barely an inch above the leaf-strewn forest floor, stazzling glow bathing surrounding foliage in a pale, flickering light, is a broad wing of crackling white energy, a swirling black core from which, which animates the pulsing hum fills the centre of the wing. To carefully surveying the scene for several moments, making certain you're alone, you cautiously move in for a closer look. You're within only a few yards of the crackling wing of energy when the pulsing hum abruptly stops. You instinctively freeze in mid-step and draw yourself into a guarded stance as the armoured figure, drenched in a dazzling white aura, rises up out of the centre of the wing. The figure starts, lands softly on the ground next to the strange portal, and the light enveloping its bulky form rapidly fades, revealing a tall, armour-clad man whose gloved hands grip the haft of a wooden staff. The man turns his broad, bearded face in your direction and gives a start. Gives a start. You're not the one I've come here to meet, he says in a low, unpleasant tone. Perhaps you should be so kind as to scamper along before unintended harm comes to you. Well, I've got some options. I could use divination, politely inquire about what's going on here, demand to know what's going on here, ask his pardon for his intrusion, leave as requested, tell him to leave, or just attack him. Okay, I'll get you divination first. Succeeded. For XP to divination, you channel your power of divination and immediately sense a strong aura of evil surrounding the man. I'm going to politely inquire what's going on here first. You politely inquire about what's going on here. The armored man's expression just quickly changes into a frown. I suggest you mind your own affairs, he says coldly. In fact, you'd best be on your way. You're quite certain. Certain you've been issued a warning. Alright, uh, how about you leave? You boldly tell the armored man to leave. He sneers in response and holds up his staff. Twirly. Twirl. Twirly, slowly twirl. His response holds up his staff, slowly twirling the tip of the sturdy weapon. Permit me to be quite clear, he says softly. This is your last warning. Leave now.
So I can leave or attack. Leave or attack. Leave or attack. Well, I know he's, he's evil because magic told me he was evil. And that's all I need to know. So I'm going to attack him. It seems the armored man has anticipated your next move. As you launch your attack, he fumbles with his staff, attempting to level the weapon at you. So, I've got some options. Just charge him, use archery, telekinesis, or elementalism. I'm going to go for telekinesis. Succeeded. 4 XP to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis. Project a powerful, invisible force that slams into the unsuspecting man, sending him staggering back several feet. Hoping to press your momentary advantage, you're about to rush forward and attack your your attack your the bewildered man. When your attention is suddenly drawn to a new and more immediate threat, several dark shapes arise rapidly rising out of the energy wind portal. You watch in mounting horror as a dark shape rising out of the core of the portal comes to rest on the ground next to the man whose dark magic has summoned them. In unison, the shapes rise up before their armored master as the gloom that coats, coats them rapidly melts away, revealing four chain-clad skeletons. The undead warriors, each clutching a small wooden buckler and brandishing a short sword, turn to face you. Then, as if heeding an unspoken command, the gruesome band staggers forward, each of its fleshless members hissing wildly. Well, I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna leave these wander around wandering around, causing problems, ruining the crops, scaring the animals, driving off the birds, and just leaving pointy bone shards all over the place where people can step on them. Keeping people up all night with their relentless hissing. Yes, go engage the skeletons. With the, sh with the shrill hisses of the chain-clad skeletons echoing through the forest. Bravely hold your ground and engage the first of the skeletal warriors. Begin combat. Skeletal warriors. Skeletal warriors. The skeleton hisses as it slashes at you. Skeletal warriors. Six XP. The second skeleton steps over the shattered remains of the first and attacks, swiping out at you with its glistening blade. Combat against the second skeleton. Here we go. He says it slashes you and is down in two blows. Another 6xp. You step forward and draw yourself into a combat with his stance as the third skeleton closes it. Its sword poised to cut you down. Alright, skeleton number three. He says it slashes nearly down and it is slain. The last of the skeletons is chain armor clinking. Oh, it had armor on. Hisses wildly as it staggers forward and attacks. You've got to defend your lack of organs, haven't you? As a skeleton, begin combat. Stab! Just stab through the, through the skull, into the brain, just poof! Poof goes the skull. And then they stop moving. Those are the walls. 
Unless they're headless skeletons, in which case you can't do that. 6 XP. As the last skeleton crumples into a heap of splintered bone, the armored man, his face twisted into a hideous scowl, steps back and raises his staff. Your eyes were immediately drawn to the dark-rimmed portal, out of the core of which rises a lone, dark figure. The figure landers, lands next to the summer, and the shadows surrounding it immediately melt away, revealing a black-armored skeleton. The fearsome undead terror, his fleshless digits clutch, clutches a large axe, hisses softly before swiftly staggering towards you. Hold your ground and engage the armoured skeleton. Of course I will. I mean, I very, very rarely flee. Unless I want to see what happens when you flee. But I only do that when I'm sure that we'll meet it again. You find yourself locked into a brutal fight against a black armoured, undead fiend. The black armoured skeleton hisses as it hacks at you. And it's just like 11 XP. The armoured skeleton twists to her left and collapses into a heap of bone and twisted metal. The maid curses and swiftly levels his staff at you, unleashing a, seer unleashing a searing blast of white energy that streaks towards your head. Well, I can jump. I can block it with magic or just get out of the way. Block it with magic, of course. Succeeded. 4 XP to fortification. You hastily channel your power fortification. Breathe a sigh of relief as a shimmering curtain of red sparkles appears before you, only a split second before the arrival of the energy bolt. The, the blast slams into your magic barrier and explodes into a cloud of glowing sparks. The impact leaves you momentarily shaken, but otherwise unharmed. The armoured man curses. The armoured man steps back to the edge of the portal and whaps the end of his staff against the ground three times. The wing of crackling white energy emits a rapid pulsing hum that begins to rapidly shrink. You best not linger here if you value your life, he says coldly. I wish you luck, friend. With that, he turns, steps into the portal, and begins sinking out of sight into the magical gate's black, churning core. Now, I can let him just get away with it, or I can use archery and telekinesis to get, to just get one final, well, actually, this would be the first blow against him. Okay, I'll use telekinesis. It failed. Your attempt to deploy your power has failed. With look of contempt dominating his face, the armoured man thrusts his staff at you, unleashing a searing white bolt of energy that slams into your chest and explodes, sending you backwards and up and up, toppling, toppling over and over and over and over. 13 stamina point damage. Still alive, you stagger to your feet and watches the last of your unknown foe sinks into the gate, centre of the gate, and vanishes. Oh, well. Without a sound, the portal vanishes, 
leave behind no trace of either itself or the armed mage who descended into its churning core. After examining the ground upon which the energy rimmed gate rested, finding nothing of any particular interest, you prepare to make your way out of the forest. A soft clutch from behind, soft crunch from behind sends your pulse racing. You instinctively spin around and assume a combat-ready stance, only to find a small legion of rotting corpses staking towards you out of the surrounding trees. The seven wag-clad undead moan ominously as they steadily close in. Hold your ground and engage the seven corpses. Or run away. Well, obviously I'm engaging the seven corpses with, with the grim determination. You quickly manoeuvre yourself onto a spot where you can face the encroaching dead one at a time and draw yourself into a defensive stance. Moaning eerily, the first of the staggering corpses lurches forward and attacks. It's a staggering corpse moans as it swipes at you. Guess this is one of the more fleshy undeads then. Slumps to the ground at your feet, 6xp. Determined to withstand their attack, defiantly engaged in the next of the widget and dead. Who's undead? Moans as it swipes at you and is slain. The ult, the corpse, plumps to the ground at you. Slumps to the ground at your feet. Determined to withstand the attack, you defiantly engage the next of the wizard dead. It's a staggering corpse. Begin now. Alright, moans as it swipes you. And, uh, yep, and it's down, one's down. Here's number four. The next of the wizard dead. Just slay that one. Alright, staggering corpse. Number five. It is slain. Yep, the corpse slumps to the ground at your feet. 6 XP. Number six, and another six XP for you. That determined to withstand your attack, you defiantly engage the last of your undead, your undead foes. Un undead. That's what it says. Undead foes. Undead. <laughs> I guess it's probably the last of your undead foes ahead, but. Look, I mean, when, when you write several million words in a bit of a rush and you don't really have an editor, mistakes are going to happen. Especially since most of us don't even don't really read it hard enough. Oh, well. Moans as it swipes at you and is slain. The last of 6xb, the last of the corpses slumps to the ground at your feet. Stepping back from the mangled remains of the undead strewn about the forest floor at your feet. You wipe away the sweat streaking down your back. Well, I would, but I'm pretty sure I don't sweat. Just shake off some toady ooze and quickly check over your gear. You allow yourself a long exhale as you cast your wary gaze around the surrounding forest. Thankfully, it appears you are at last alone. You make a thorough search for the remains of your undead foes. Alright, some of it's nice. It's just a modest loot drop. I'll be selling that later. Certainly you haven't overlooked anything. You take one last look around before preparing to set off on your way. Now, I think the one good thing about one thing I like about Swift is you do not have to worry about random loot. 
being better than the equipment you got at the end of quests and having to check over every item in case it might be 0.3% better than the thing you have in certain very narrow circumstances. Yes. Admittedly, yeah, okay. I mean, some people like that, getting, after every fight, having to spend 15 minutes checking over the loot, but you, and trying to, but you can't actually carry all the loot, and then you're having to constantly go, no, that sells for less, I'll get rid of that, that sells for less, I'll get rid of that, that sells for less, I'll get rid of that, oh, then, you know, loot, inventory management, and statistical comparisons. More, spending more time doing that than you do actually, you know, the stab, stab, stabs. Certainly, I've looked anything. You take one last, uh, take one last look around before preparing to set off on your way. Long after leaving the forest, your encounter with the arbored, staff-wielding man remains at the thaw of the thoughts. You wonder what he was up to in the lonely thick of the sprawling woods, and whether or not you ever again find yourself face to face with him and his undead minions. Thankful to have escaped the chance encounter, relatively unscathed, and having all, all but forgotten about the unreliable map given to you by the peddler and hawklaw, you decide you might you might just have had enough of the world's wilder places. Least for the next small while, oh, but I will be back. Alright, and that ends this adventure with 256 experience to general and 16 XP to all skills and powers. It all adds up. Okay, okay, there we are. To, to the city of Pakwar. Okay, we've, we've reached four, nearly 46 minutes. I think that's about enough to... I think that's enough to be an episode. So the next adventure, we will be doing The Tunnels of Peril, where we will deal with all these Kugari or Wat men who have been wandering around the citizen, terrorising random people, and being so bold that they're not even a, assuming a human disguise to do it. Yes, we will deal with all that threat in the next episode. But until then... Farewell, fellow adventurers. Oh yes, there's one addition to to Pakwar in the Hall of Lords, with the gallery of statues. Towards the back of the gallery, sends a half-finished statue of you. Of course, but it's actually quite a few times bigger than life size. Despite a few small inconsistencies, you can't help but admit the statue, when completed, will be a very near likeness of you. The heroic an engraving along the, the statue, square base of the statue details your heroic victory over Stomp, a feat for which Pakwar will always be grateful. Hey, I get a statue. That's nice, isn't it? Anyway, toodaloo.